podcast people with ears uh, who are paying attention intently while driving on the road in traffic, mad at the pedestrians around you. We're going to watch House of the Dragon. You ready to listen to our thoughts? Wow. Yeah, that was an ending. That's goddamn. Got shit to talk about. Oh. <laughs> 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 Heaviest family reunion in the realm. <laughs> All right. So I think what happened here at the very end, and please feel free to clear up without possibly spoiling the future <laughs> of the show. I believe he was taught he thought he was talking to Renera because she asked him earlier um when he when she was in bed. Yeah, about the song of ice and fire. And asking if he believed it's true. And he's saying you want to know if it's true. So, and and in that scene, he thought Allison came to him. Yeah. So I think he's just getting confused. So it's like kind of a flipperoo here. Yeah. And then because 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 Allison is not supposed to know about the prince that was promised. That is a secret thing that's passed on in the, in the blade. Of yeah. that can only be to the a Targaryen or yeah. one who inherits. I believe that's that's how the rules go, right? <laughs> um, what are the rules of Azor High? So, but I believe that's what that's what it is. So, and it was Aegon the Conqueror who had the prophecy. Yes, and I think she's getting confused, Allison, right now. Yeah, thinking that her Aegon, that her Aegon, <laughs> yeah, has because she keeps saying Prince Aegon. Yeah, and I and I feel like Allison is now interpreting it to mean. A different thing yeah because i don't because allison shouldn't know about that no and because that's why she was very confused and she was even saying in the scene mm. right she was even saying like what the hell are you talking about Viserys? <laughs> <laughs> so unite what now i feel like this misunderstanding <laughs> song of what is gonna lead to her not accepting how things move forward now sure and that she thinks that Viserys, i could be way off but what I do know is Allison shouldn't know about that. And so I feel like she's thinking that Viserys is saying that Aegon's the one. And that's and that's also who Allison is the one. Allison's always been telling Aegon, like, you're, you're supposed to be the rightful heir. You're, right. okay. you're, yeah. you're supposed to be the one to actually go up there. And this is coming off of the heels of Allison accepting that Rhaenyra could be queen. And now... I think it's all going to kind of backfire. Undo all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's that's yeah. maddening. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Yeah. Because I was like, why would he be talking to her about that? And then I, I, I played it back a tiny bit. And he said, I, I didn't catch it at first, but he said, you wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I definitely think he's talking to Renera. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Damn, what a what a, what an uneasy, grim note to end on. Yeah, Bataria Stark. That's the prince that was promised. Don't forget that. Yeah, that's true. It's like she's the one who used the blade. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> down that old Night King like that. Didn't upset people. <laughs> well, I think the um, if I'm not mistaken, that pr that prince because that's it's with the whole Lord of Light pro um, religious system, whatever you want to call it, uh, revolves around mm. is this prophecy. And I think Prince is, I don't think it was gender specific because it's from Valerian. Okay. 
heavy spoilers did a, like a, a really great Paul did, did a great you guys know better heavy spoilers <laughs> <laughs> he did a he did a great video uh, just the other day um going over um going over the cylinders why it's fresh in my mind and so yeah would be great if we just watch that right now and uh, then <laughs> take a break. Yeah, come back with all that information. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a great video. It is, it's actually a really wonderful theory video that could help explain why Arya was the one to ultimately take down the Night King. Okay, based off of hey, the encounter that happened in the last episode when she did slash, uh. um, not Danny, uh, Renera. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really, it's a really, really well constructed video. But yeah, uh. There's nothing, none of this is covered <laughs> in that video, so I'm like, oh, wow, this is not, it's totally unexpected to me. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what the future holds, but I feel like this this ending scene, obviously, to end on it, has to have some massive implications of direction, because you're like, there's no way that freaking Allison and Renera is going to be like, oh, this will be buzzing. There's no way on episode eight <laughs> things are going to be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to accept yeah. what's going on, yeah. Yeah, so shouts out to the king of that. HOTD breakdowns right now. Um, now let's backtrack. Let's go over the episode because this was a <laughs> wonderful episode. Uh, again, they knocked it out of the park with introducing. I already forgot his name. It's it's not it's the name. There's some Vayman or something. Yeah, Vayman? something like that. Because I was like, it's, for a second, I'm like, is he also named Vayman? <laughs> oh no, I yeah, know. no, I know it's Vayman. Wouldn't hurt George R. R. Martin. Just change it up a little bit. Well, change, yeah, change it up just a tiny bit more, please. Well, and and <laughs> Lena's daughter is named after her, I think. So like, you know, yeah. so much crossover. Yeah, some of the names get confusing, but like introducing him, and then seeing what the repercussions were of of what the debate would become, and then what it ultimately culminated into. And I don't know. I thought Viserys died like three times, and so maybe he's still alive <laughs> this time around. I feel like I feel like he's gonna outlive that baby Viserys at this point. That's the subversion <laughs> of this show. The original Game of Thrones series was like, we're gonna kill all kinds of characters you wouldn't expect, and this show is just we're gonna keep this one guy alive way longer <laughs> yeah. than you could ever expect. It's gonna evolve into the future. It's gonna evolve into the Futurama. Maesters are just gonna wheel him in on a tray full of milk of the pot. <laughs> <laughs> like let him die, just let him die. Just, please, just put him out for God's sake. He's four hundred years old. Let He's him out go. Of everyone, he can't speak anymore. He just blinks <laughs> with his one good eye. Yeah. Oh. Um, what, what a, if this is a send off? Like what a performance! It looks like he's dead. It sure comes across <laughs> like that. But I that. just don't know. And I feel like it would be an opportune time to have him be. Dead or or maybe they'll make him like uh, brain dead, but like yeah, because now he can't clarify any of this, and I feel like dramatically that will be the barrier, and mm -hmm. that, and that will be the kind of <laughs> the thing that will allow him to slip off this coil. Is like oh, there's a there's a way that you can, uh, y you know, after you've said the thing to the wrong person that you shouldn't say, you know, there's no way you can, you know try and smooth this over again yeah you know and especially with no means to clarify i feel like that will light the powder keg that has been brewing this whole season i mean all he's been trying to do and it's and if i if i am to interpret what just happened here at the very end uh that he is indeed dead is with his pacifistic ways hmm. has been just trying to keep the peace and trying to keep everyone back and like everyone it's all family and blood and whatever, and 
everyone here just really looks at like the politics of it all mm-hmm. and he's <laughs> and as king he's the only one who's like we we can't forget so a family <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> you are my favorite people in the world here with me tonight. Put down your petty differences. Like he's using his his last moments to try to just end all quarrels um, amidst ins- inside this. Mm-hmm. And like that moment when he showed up in the middle of, because I was like, let's face it, Vaymond, I think is his name, he was winning. <laughs> you know. As much as I love Rhaenyra, I'm like, I think this guy I easily <laughs> has to claim to drift bar. Please give exactly. it to this guy. Well <laughs> I mean but then again, even Corliss was like people don't remember blood, they remember names. And in, in the in the last episode I think he's Oh totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a compelling debate. And as much as at the you know, as much as I appreciate what he's saying and, and in some ways I could, you know, kind of get on board with that. In other ways I'm like, well, Given, I don't know, it's fascinating to watch as people dance on ceremony and all the... This show makes a really great display and it exists in every government society culture. But yeah, like the ways in which people ignore the truth in favor of the structures we have set in place and agree upon. And yeah, that whole thing about blood versus... It's like I I, I felt so much for what Corliss was saying even in Rhaenys's, uh, you know protest at that point about, yeah, it's the name that counts. I will be remembered if my name continues. But I don't know. I mean, there is something fundamental and elemental about blood, and I feel like that's one of those things that will come down. Like, I bet every viewer probably agrees differently. And here, yeah, like I thought he made a very compelling argument and there was only one. Right. Whose compelling argument was all based in truth? Totally. Not lying about anything. Totally. <laughs> like at the end of the day, those are not Lanor's kids. Nope. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're, they're not, not actual blood views. <laughs> so yeah, I think that uh, it, it was. It's interesting because you don't want necessarily Renera to lose, but you know, especially when it cuts back to Rennie's, uh when she's looking at Vaman's half decapitated head. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad for her. I was so caught up in the moment. Yeah. And then even when he shows up, you know, like she thought she had a a, a chance to win. Uh-huh. And then of course when Viserra shows up, it's like this is the defeat right there. Like just the, this oh this overwhelming presence just takes over. Yeah. The room and of, and of course the respect of hierarchy and then the one guy who stands up to it all with the truth. Is <laughs> cut down permanently silenced. Yeah, he could have handled it better. Yes, I mean he he knew he he made his choice. No, he yeah. clearly waited to say it. He clearly accepted death in that moment. That's yeah, what I think is I think a lot of the performances always have such great underlying like weight behind what they're all really communicating. Even sometimes when you're just talking politics, you could see like right away in that first scene when uh, Renera and Damon unite with Viserys and how he's can't deal with the uncomfortableness of this situation with it. He can't face his brother. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine all kinds of things going on underneath Damon. Of, I haven't been there with my brother. This, this is kind of painful for me to see Viserys like this. And then Renera is, you know, she went there to, you know, for a political purpose. And then it's becoming about family now, and like oh, I want, I want you to be a grandson. You know, like there's so much other, other, uh, other things going on underneath the surface. And I think that's what's so great about the 
the writing packed with the acting all in one yeah. they, all, they all do that so well even in a whole debate scene too so even when they're exchanging like this show is like the master at exchanging looks yes so when they're even when they're exchanging looks with Vayman and Damon and and then oh my god those names with Vayman and Damon and, and you they just both know you know like when he eggs him on like just say it and, and they're making a choice right there and Vayman's like once I say this yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> you Especially know? yeah, I've I've, lo- I, I've I've watched systematically through this conversation as my claim is being ignored and and written over. So yeah, like I best best go out with honor. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. In his perception, yeah. he's dying with honor. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of great. And what an impact to make in one episode. Sure, he hasn't been in any other episodes, right? Like I don't recall him being in not, other episodes. Not prominently, like maybe a little bit in like a previous one or two but yeah like this is definitely he is a character this episode yeah. if he has shown up who's the actor who plays Viserys? Patty Considine fantastic yeah just uh yeah <laughs> the arc of this guy has had to go to the <laughs> you're gonna start off very charismatic and you're gonna have a lot of dialogue and we're gonna let you like deteriorate over the course of several episodes. Fascinating. <laughs> I bet that's a fascinating journey for an actor because, yeah, I mean, not only do you have all these physical things happening to you, but you also have to really live a, a harsh and long life on screen, and then yeah, like check back in often years later each time. And he's always felt so consistent, and it always feels no matter how long the jump. This is like six years of a jump. But each time it, you can feel the in-between moments just due to the richness of his performance. And yeah, in an episode like this, I imagine it's got to be a lot on an actor because, you know, like the scenes have to flow, but you don't want to be sitting there thinking about, you know, how long am I pausing and things like that. And so like to play somebody in this completely sickly state who is, you know, the use of breath and speech is, you know, immense effort enough. Like he really sells it in a way that's not, you know, garish. It, it's just really natural and really affecting. And he's so like, it's so sad. It's weird. It's like you root for him, but but like he's so earnest and sad. Yeah, <laughs> kind of always. And even here, his display of strength and his display of, um, you know, uh, authority is sad. <laughs> is mournful. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I. I can't think of. I'm sure there are other examples of it, but but you know, like this, the performance really does stand out for that because yeah, I mean he's he's presented to you in this position. Yeah, like you said, of being very charismatic, but you also have so many reasons to suspect that that he's just not made for this world, and somehow he's stuck it out. But he's been punished so heavily by the circumstances that it feels like he's still lived this tragic life, even though he's technically, you know, kind of one in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And like the again, all the yeah, little micro little expressions and to play those through, you know, dementia and, and you know, ailing physical state and all that stuff, you know. Kudos. <laughs> well, I love I love the performances here from uh, Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook because they they carry on the childhood that we saw the, the former actors portray, mm-hmm. and that's something that always resonates, and especially in this episode when they had a chance to kind of soften up and you know remind get a reminder of yeah, we weren't always like this, and we were both kind of put in positions we didn't 
ask for, and here we are now. Yeah. You we know, deal with a lot of crap that was and, thrust at us. And a lot of things got taken much more serious once we became mothers, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So to have these moments of just, oh, it's nice to give them some soft, tender moments before shit gets terrible again because you know it's going to. <laughs> you know? I, I really love the harmony between the writing and the acting because, yeah, like the, the writing is very rich and the writing acknowledges the surface levels and then the acting often has to convey so m- much contrast underneath and it was refreshing. It was a fascinating scene, that dinner scene, because it's like you watch as the adults, or at least, you know, Rhaenyra and Alicent and, you know, Sarah's between them. But, you know, you, you watch them, yeah, come past all the rigmarole and all the, the bullshit into it, what feels like a very genuine moment as you're watching the kids do like the... Future the com- generations. The future yeah. generations do the complete inverse where it's like, well, okay, I'll... Everyone, uh, all the adults in the room are, are telling us we got to do this charade, so we're going to do it in the least, uh, you know, genuine way possible, and we're only going to drive our wedges further. How come Eamon turned into, like, a 30-year-old man? <laughs> and he's, I had to I had to do a double take because they also, like, switched physiques, too, whereas, like, Aegon yeah. used to be, like, the lanky long hair, and now he's, you know, a bit stockier. And then, yeah, Aemon is just, like, he just, yeah, looks like he's a completely <laughs> different human who emerged from the depths of some dark pit, you know? And, yeah, he's just sitting there just, like, I eyeballing everybody but i also like how there seems to be a tad bit of mirroring between um him and damon mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i love when they faced off in that moment that brief moment it's like even damon seems to kind of get who he is sure yeah, you know? yeah absolutely he even smirks about it after yeah. Eamon walks away like, yeah Eamon's scary he's terrifying he, he is he seems like since that night the show's so good at the time. I think that's why the time jumps are so good because a lot of times, whatever the ending point is of a show, of the episode, the time jump is like, and here is how they all changed because of that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no? yeah, here are the <laughs> effects of that down the line. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think that's just so wonderfully constructed because, you know, you, you had a version of Eamon as a child who was like a little bit sheepish. Yeah. And then he was trying to find strength and courage, and was bullied and the pig. And, and God. then when he got his, when he got Vagar and he got his eye slashed, it's like, and he had he had that very specific cold look at the very end that went the little boy. And I'm like, this act, this adult actor, has the same exact look, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> just, and it seems like he just, you can feel this sense that he has fantasized about killing the one who took his eye for so long yeah, yeah. Just every day since <laughs> for these past six years and and to the contrast again between that moment when they have the confrontation over his eye and he makes that realization of like okay like how i behave here affects my mother and could have serious you know repercussions for her and now here he seems to be headed in the opposite direction and seems to be you know kind of shedding you know He's a bit older, and it's got a greed-like bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. you know, yeah, the 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 lines of like pageantry and and putting up faces are are precious thin, especially with those two. Like the two, uh, Aemond and and uh, and Aegon. Like, 
I love that Aegon's just like smirking it. Like he's he seems to have just maintained the like I don't really take much of anything seriously kind of attitude. And yeah, Aemon's just been stewing and and probably is going to become a very harsh and ruthless character. Kids became a lot more interesting this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's it's funny. It's it's a fascinating tap. It's it's again a testament to how well they're able to weave all these stakes because you feel for Rhaenyra's kids and you kind of feel they, they they have obviously like an underdogish quality because you know it's a very thin line between the truth and what protects them and then um you know you have their claim on driftmark which is actively kind of corroding and erasing you know like a a, a, a strong and honorable family name and it's not really their fault but also you know they are in a kind of messed up situation that they will then benefit from. And then you have uh, Aemond and, and Aegon who are, you know, clearly aware of what should have been like, uh, like all the, yeah, all the colliding stakes make everything so tense, but also like vital uh, in, a, in a way. Well, I mean, they killed that woman. And the other thing, too, is they killed that woman at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, I forget her name. Whoever the former brothel yeah. woman was, <laughs> um, I, I completely forget her name. But you, they, te- they tease it at the end. Uh, she had a spy in there as like a maid, and she was there to deliver the drink yeah. that would kill her. And I'm like, what? That the, I guess from one perspective is that the queen Alicent is the one who covered up something. Egregious. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like in this world, like, is that really surprising that Allison would do that? I, I guess I'm. I'm, I'm a I'm, little. I wouldn't know. What, what I'm saying is, I'm <laughs> disconnected from how the people at King's Landing would respond to to that to learning of the information of what the Queen. I don't know. I guess anything of. It's like any kind of accusation is just a crime, (laughs) (laughs) is treason. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of what's to become of that, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what game is is Damon's former flame running in keeping track of all this? And what 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 would be the further repercussions of having that information that Aegon assaulted that woman, and then and then. queen covered it up well <laughs> i don't know in the current system <laughs> you know there are no repercussions nothing gets out but but also i mean you can yeah yeah in an empire that right now is already you know a victim of infighting and, and is you know i forget the direct quote now but yeah like you know a house divided is you know is weak and prone to fall and that could easily like with all the stuff surrounding Rhaenyra and all the things we saw the people in the streets saying a few episodes back, you know, this could easily taint and tarnish. Yeah, like I bet because we got Aegon with the prophecy slipped to Alicent at the end, I imagine some kind of foisting of his status will come out of that. But then if this information is also out that, you know, this was covered up and this is what he did, then they can sow those seeds of deceit among the people too. So I don't know. It all it all translates into a mess for me. <laughs> yeah. It'll just become an even messier, even more disgusting situation than it already is. And well, that's the thing that like this episode has that as that the show does, but there are constant big reminders of like, oh yeah, 
this is not a world where the truth sets anyone free. Well, the show just keeps delivering, guys. Hey, um, what did you think about this episode? Leave your thoughts down below. Subscribe, click that bell, leave a like, and um, let's end this with a Patreon. Anissa Oliva. Now, Anissa, the real rejects has been predominantly men this entire time. But one day, we'll pass. I'll go. John will go. Mm -hmm. I guess you would assume maybe Coy's next in line to take over then. But no, we've decided that you will be queen of the Reject Nation. You will inherit the real Rejects channel. Now, I know you don't film videos. I know you don't edit. I know you don't know how to make thumbnails. I know you don't understand SEO. And there's a lot you don't understand. Well, that's why it's going to burn to the ground in your hands. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have zero faith that you're going to be able to keep this boat steady. You are not the song of ice and fire. Yet you will be rejects. blamed entirely mm -hmm. for the downfall of the real rejects. And I think just as a woman, you should inherently have the strength to uh, take on unfair blame. Mm -hmm. So, Anissa, you are the perfect victim of the circumstance that we are dealing for you right now. And you have no say in the matter. No say. No. Oh, my God. What? And if anybody tries what? to put Koi on the, the Iron Throne of the Reject oh, Nation. Be no, yeah. no. Oh, my God. In fact, we Blood should just kill shed. him the next time he comes in just to make sure. Yeah. I've been and Sally, and we have to kill he, Sally, He too. thinks he's having G Fuel when he mm. comes here. Slowly poisoning. Dude. <laughs> milk with the poppy on Koi. So, Nisa, I would say I'm sorry, but, hey, that's just the world we live in. <laughs> get used to it <laughs> thank you for being here for like years and he said you rock yeah.